Support for Kansas City Today comes from Grandma's Office Catering. One bank teller instead of the usual five. Slow, fast food lines. Simply not enough staff. Grandma's Office Catering avoided the mass exodus with the respect, appreciation, better wages, and now health insurance. That's how Grandma continues to wow. Grandma'scatering.com. This is Kansas City Today. It's Friday, May 27th. I'm Peggy Lowe, in for Nomeen Ojiadine. Coming up, we visit a small college in Kansas City, Kansas, where students are learning that they play a role in reversing climate change. In an urban setting, it's always the poor, and it's always the inner city uh, where environmental injustices uh, create the greatest harm. And Kansas City City Manager answers the big questions like, Do you get tired of talking about potholes? But first, some headlines. The Clay County Sheriff's Office stepped up their visibility this week at North Kansas City Schools as a response to the deadly shooting in Uvalde, Texas. The department already provides resource officers at schools, as do various police departments. But the Sheriff's Department is encouraging deputies to drop in for casual visits when they're not on call. Some parents say they didn't notice the increased presence. But Tara Dory, who has a 7th grader at Antioch Middle School, says she has mixed feelings about the extra security. It's it's sort of a two-edged sword for me. I hate that we need it. Sometimes putting police in schools does more harm than good. The district is also offering counseling to its students as the school year winds to a close this week. A Kansas man who held himself out as a pathologist, even though he had no medical degree and duped hundreds of people into paying for autopsy services, pleaded guilty on Thursday to wire fraud. KCUR's Dan Margulies reports. Sean Lynn Parcells, who is 42, admitted that he falsely represented his credentials to a Maryland family that had contracted with him for autopsy services. He sent them a fraudulent pathology report and cause of death. Parcells faces up to 20 years in prison. Sentencing has been set for August 25th. Parcells posed as an expert in the investigation into the fatal police shooting of Michael Brown in Ferguson, Missouri. Although he held himself out as a forensic pathology expert in cable news appearances, it turned out he did not have a medical degree. Campaigns to defeat a Kansas anti-abortion constitutional amendment are ramping up after a leaked U.S. Supreme Court opinion raised the stakes. Ashley All, a spokesperson for Kansans for Constitutional Freedom, says efforts to protect abortion rights have taken on new urgency in light of news that the nation's high court is set to overturn Roe v. Wade. It reinforces just how critical it is that we stop this constitutional amendment and protect Kansans' freedom to make their own personal health decisions. Registered voters will make their choice on the amendment on the August 2nd primary ballot. Donnelly College is a small Catholic school in Kansas City, Kansas, and environmental justice is part of its mission. Donnelly students can learn how to play a role in reversing climate change, as Barb Shelley reports for KCUR. Make a little space. And then you're going to cover the plant like so. It's a windy spring day outside of the Wyandotte Towers Apartments, a low-income complex just west of downtown Kansas City, Kansas. Maybe a little cold for gardening, but Joe Malthoff's class has a busy schedule, and time for getting seeds in the ground is running short. I've got onions. Malthoff teaches environmental ethics at Donnelly College, a small Catholic school a few blocks away. 
Over the course of a semester, his students will walk neighborhoods. They'll read books and talk about climate solutions. They'll plant trees and learn how to grow food. And we're also going to go out to a place in Somerville, Kansas, where we're going to work with uh, a tower garden farmer. Tower gardens are indoor planters with built-in hydration systems, and Maltoff has one in his classroom. At the start of the semester, he demonstrated how tiny shoots of lettuce were sprouting out of the contraption. We set the plants in a little... Uh, material called rock wool, and they sit in here like this, and then the water percolates down along them and it, they grow. The focus on climate ethics at Donnelly College isn't limited to a single class. College President Stuart Sweatland, a Catholic priest, says environmental justice is central to the college mission. It has to be at the forefront. So when the college recently built a new academic building, it puts solar panels on the roof. And it added a grassy quad to share with an aging neighborhood that doesn't have much green space. Donnelly is a two-year college with a focus on serving immigrants and students who are the first in their families to go to college. Many of them have grown up in neighborhoods where it's hard to find safe outdoor spaces and healthy food. You know, in an urban setting, it's always the poor and it's always the inner city uh, where environmental injustices uh, create the greatest harm. So uh, for our students, this is not just theoretical. One of those students is Juliet Herr, who grew up in Kansas City, Kansas. She loves science and plans to study biology at UMKC next year. For her, the environmental ethics class was a window into new possibilities. My mom was always done gardening, and I always kind of understood it. But the way that we do gardening here in environmental ethics is both similar and also very different. We have the water tower, and then we have the um, community gardens um, out in the apartments. And I think it's really cool just to see the different ways that we can grow our own produce um, and just and also encourage the community to do so as well. Sweatland says he sees students quickly transfer learning into action. They see the problems, and they want to do something about it. So I remember last year's environmental class, uh, you know, raising money and buying light bulbs, uh, you know, better light bulbs and, and having, going and freely just exchanging uh, light bulbs that weren't, that would burn a lot more electricity with ones that were much more uh, environmentally sound. And, and how does that, by the way, how does that affect the water in the hydrologic cycle? As this year's spring semester drew to a close, Moltoff and a co-teacher found that they had so much material they could barely cover it all. Despite the cold spring, vegetable shoots were popping out of the gardens at Wyandotte Tower's apartments. And that lettuce in the classroom water tower? It was growing so fast that students were encouraged to begin environmental ethics class by enjoying a salad. So like the water tower is basically a forest of lettuce, so at this point. When the environment is right, plants and humans thrive. That's really the lesson Donnelly College wants its students to take into the world. For KCUR 89.3, I'm Barb Shelley. This story is part of a series on climate change by the KC Media Collective, a collaboration between nonprofit and community newsrooms in Kansas City. You can find more at kcur.org. Much of the news coverage about Kansas City is, naturally, about the big stuff. Police, schools, health care. But the actual city operation is all about lots of smaller tasks that mean big things to residents. Up to date, Steve Kraske spoke with city manager Brian Platt and started with driver's biggest headache. 
It's a little hazardous out there, Brian. The Star just reported that the city is filling fewer potholes in the past year than it did in previous fiscal years. Why is that the case? Well, the Star missed the most important part of the story here, which is that we're we're filling probably 20 percent less potholes in the last year because we're doing 300 percent more miles of street resurfacing. Our streets hmm. are getting in better condition. We're focusing on permanent long-term, higher quality repairs of our streets. Potholes, we all know, it's a quick fix. It's a temporary thing. It's putting a Band-Aid on a broken leg. We're redoing all of our streets. We're doing 300 miles a year now. We were doing less than 100 in years past. And so there are naturally less potholes in general because of that. One issue is you need people to uh, fill these potholes. And right now you don't have enough bodies, right? We, we, we're, we're trying to balance hiring external contractors and backfilling our staff. Again, like we're moving resources from the pothole operation, which is the historic reactive approach to a more proactive approach of resurfacing our streets more frequently and with higher quality materials. Do you get tired of hearing about potholes? No, no. You know, I, <laughs> I tell on. people a lot, you know, like th- th- this, this, the littlest things sometimes make the biggest difference for people's lives. The one pothole that you hit on your way to work, turning off of your street every morning, that can mean way more than some of these very complicated and complex policies that we worked on. And, and that's what it's all about. It's about the, the very basic quality of life things that we're trying to focus on, the foundational core city services that th- those mean the most to our residents. You know, in March, maybe a final point here, the city released an initial draft of its climate protection and resilience plan. What was the purpose of that plan? What do you want it to do? We're trying to make sure that we're engaging and involving all of our stakeholders and communities across the city in what what we should be thinking about and what we should be focusing on and prioritizing and just doing in general. And it's not necessarily to say that this is right or wrong in, in a certain sense. We just want everyone to be on the same page with it and to have a lot of transparency and accountability for the things that we're thinking about. How will this plan affect Kansas Cityans? I, you know, we, we hope that we're going to be slowly moving towards a more resilient and more uh, uh, cleaner environment for our city. Think about, uh, I, talk, I love talking about our solar array at the airport. This project is going to be transformational. It's a national level, international level initiative, potentially one of the largest solar arrays in the country, uh, a renewable energy source that will both create more resiliency for energy supply and redundancy, just having more energy in the area. It's a cleaner energy source, obviously. Think about 2020 in Missouri, 70% of energy produced in this state was from coal plants. Imagine the Mm. air quality improvements from switching at least some of that over to solar renewable energy. This has the potential to power tens of thousands of homes in the city, a huge portion of the energy needs of the city. And it's that's the kind of thing that we're thinking about. If we ever wanna make a positive change, if we ever wanna catch up and make progress here, we have to be bold and innovative and aggressive with our, with our initiatives. The goal here is zero carbon emissions, right? Absolutely, absolutely. That's one goal. I mean, obviously that, that's, that's a big part of it. Uh, a cleaner environment, uh, and also energy redundancy and resiliency. So thinking about the, the, the precipitating thought here was last year, February, uh, we had blackouts and brownouts from energy and weather issues in Texas. Right. Why should that ever be a factor? We need to make sure that we've got enough local energy production 
and redundancy in our system so that that thing, that sort of thing doesn't happen. And it's not just solar panels. It's got to be battery backup. It's got to be uh, improvements to the grid. It's got to be redundancy. If something goes down, we shouldn't ever have a, a, an instance where, you know, some there's some weather event and the city is crippled because the one transmission line or the one substation had an issue. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Peggy Lowe, in for Nomi Nujia-Dean. This podcast was produced by Byron Love and Trevor Grandin and edited by Lisa Rodriguez and Gabe Rosenberg. You can find more stories from our newsroom at kcur.org, where you can also find our live stream. If you like Kansas City Today, help us out by sharing the show with your friends or leaving us a review on your favorite podcast app. Thanks for listening, and have a good Memorial Day weekend. Thank you.